How dumb is this? The McDonald's Cup, as featured in Space Jam, Something Fallen Angels, You Be Illin by Run DMC, The Office, Coming to America, Seinfeld episode The Boyfriend. Brief answers the big questions by Stephen Hawking. Like, so, like, there are lots of cups in movies. Like, I don't understand. They Welcome think they're this, like, iconic cup. It is an iconic cup. Arguably, I feel like the In-N-Out um, print is, like, a more recognizable cup. Or even, like, the Talia, New I did York not know City what, coffee cup. I deadass did not know what In-N-Out was until I was, like, 20. Okay, regardless, you've seen the In-N-Out cup in many, many things. And they don't shove it in, in my face, 20s. like, writing it on the cup. McDonald's is more iconic than In-N-Out. Down. Of course it's more iconic. That's not even a question. I'm Ugh. saying, like, clearly they're trying to go for something here by listing all the movies to create, like, the imagery of the cup is significant culturally. What's more it's iconic? Like, What's more iconic? McDonald's or I Heart New York? I Heart New York, for I sure. Heart York, right? I Heart New York, for sure. Yes. McDonald's isn't, like, an iconic thing. Yes, it is. It's not like iconic. It's just like a fixture of America, but it's not iconic the way that like this logo is. No, but isn't that by definition? It's like an icon. Like the M is like an icon. Yeah, I guess. But when I think, okay, I guess we've just like ruined the meaning of the word iconic because you're right by definition. But it's not. Wait, but I, I, what I'm more getting at is that you and I think the word. No, it's fine. Welcome. No worries. We're kind of in the middle of it. I'm honestly, will you settle an argument for us? Um, What's more iconic? The I Heart New York logo or the McDonald's cup? Oh, uh, I think I Heart New York. Yeah, totally. No, but okay, yeah. Don't you think it's a little stupid that like, if this were as iconic as they're trying to make it seem, do you think they would have to list every significant movie it's been in on the cup? No. That's what I'm saying. Is like- I don't think it's that iconic. Like I've never thought about the McDonald's cup, but I've thought about the I Heart New York logo. Sure, but even if, like, I'm sure the McDonald's cup is in tons of things. The fact that they have to list it out tells me it's I not I would argue the McDonald's enough. fries is more iconic than the cup. Yeah, I agree. No, no. No one. We're just no, saying, the argument like, was she, isn't it dumb that the McDonald's cup is called the McDonald's cup and they list everything that it's been in? That's like, I'm trying to think of a celebrity that's like. we need like, to get into the actual podcast, though. Okay, but wait, let me come up with, like, a funny little, I need to f- refine this joke. The McDonald's cup listing everything it's ever been in in order to claim iconography is like, is like who? Is like, um, is like Joe Jonas. We can't dog on Joe, jo- Joe Jonas two episodes in a row. I need to stop dogging on Joe Jonas. Okay. Um, hey, welcome to Basic Training, a podcast for people that need help. Okay. Are we rolling? I thought we were, on? but then you brought Zena in, and that like I. Th- I think Zena could be a fun little part of the first episode. Oh, Nobody's absolutely. met her before. That was our producer Zena. If, if we use that, okay. Wait, guys, we're really yeah. activated because we went shopping at a store on Canal Street, as you can see, and we went got McDonald's on the break. Thank you for turning the monitor off. <laughs> um. As we were saying before, somebody, <laughs> it's like I'm. Narcissus, and that was my pool, and like, it's gone. Okay, this is the third episode without the monitor, and I do think the podcast is improving rapidly. We're doing of it. this new thing where we don't look at ourselves in the monitor. We have them turn off the TV so we can't see what we look like, and therefore have to look at you. And all the clips aren't like this. And as you can see, we're like really trying to care less about our appearance. So, yeah. So we we costumed this week. Yeah, we. Record this podcast at a place on Canal Street, which is like a big tourist area with lots of gift shops. So on our lunch break, we went shopping. Yes. I wonder, sorry, I was, if you just say to like someone like outside of New York, like, oh, I was on Canal Street. Do they know what that means? Like, is, I think so. I don't know. Does Canal Street list on the sidewalk all the movies and shows it's been in? You're like, so all the fucking mad that McDonald's did this. The Mc, we went to McDonald's and they list on the side of the cup all the movies that it's been in. And it got Talia hot she's it's mad. just so stupid nothing iconic has to list no i'm sorry why it's iconic but it's it's crazy because it's like the first movie they list is space jam okay iconic the last thing listed loki season two <laughs> and i like loki i would watch it but it's like 
It's not even out yet. Featured in Seinfeld. Like, a lot of things were in Seinfeld. Yeah. I would argue Julia Louis-Dreyfus is 10 times more iconic than McDonald's and doesn't have to list, you don't have to look up her IMDb to recognize her. There's a lot of people in the middle of America who don't know who Louis, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is and know what McDonald's is. You, I think, I disagree. I think that Julia Louis-Dreyfus has such star power and such a face that anyone, even if you didn't look at what she's been in, you don't know, you can't name anything she's been in. She doesn't have it listed on her shirt. Right, she like is this like part of American cup. culture in that way. She's part of American culture and people know that she's important. Yeah. I just, it's crazy to think about like, I literally can't think of a time in my life where I didn't know about McDonald's. Like by the time you're like a conscious- Same with me and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Right, but that's specific because you like grew up in a Seinfeld home. Like I didn't grow up in a Seinfeld home. I also grew up in a McDonald's home though. So. Same. McDonald's, JLD were like, the North Stars of my childhood. What's your McDonald's order? Um, I like a McChicken. Okay, respect. What about you? Um, uh, McNuggets, sweet and sour sauce every time. I like McNuggets too, but they get bad after like an hour. Not even an hour, That's, like I've, 10 when minutes. I tell you, when I tell you, neither, I've never experienced either of those things. What? Because I've eaten them in like 10 minutes. What are you doing? You're right. You're absolutely right. It's not happening. Do you want to hear a story about McDonald's? Do I want to hear a story about McDonald's? One time I was one time I was on this date. With, I was it was I was dating this guy when I first moved to New York, who was great. And he, one of his things was that he loved like bad food. Like he loved mm -hmm. like indulging in like mm -hmm. junk food or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that was like one of his things. And so like one night we were coming home from like we had been out at bar, a bar drinking or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Do you want to get off the subway, a stop early, and go to the McDonald's on One Forty Fifth and like get a bunch of McDonald's before we go home?" Because we were like drunk. And he was like, "Sure." And so we stopped in McDonald's and we were in the line. I was like, we were like looking at the menu and I was like, would you want to like, I, I was like, would you want to get whatever we were originally going to order, but then also share a 20 piece McNugget? And he was like, sure, let's do it. And I was like, great. And so like, maybe I got a quarter pounder. Maybe I was like in the mood for a burger or something. Mm -hmm. So we got what we got. We split a 20 piece McNugget and then we left and we stopped at a bodega on the way home to pick up beer. And <laughs> we're like looking at the beer case in the bodega. And I was like, Oh, I am so full. And he was like, I'm not mad, but I just have to tell you that of the 20 piece McNugget we just split, you ate 19. <laughs> and I was like, what? You <laughs> didn't even know. And he, no idea. He goes, he goes, Jake, you sat down and ate 19 McNuggets back to back before you even touched your own food. Like, <laughs> I was like, can I go back and buy you more? He was like, no, it's done. Honestly, it makes you who you are. <laughs> That's so fucking funny that you didn't even realize. No, no perception. None, not even That's a little bit. That's nice that you eat freely. I grew, up in a big, <laughs> I grew up in a very unique type of household where we liked McDonald's, but I also had an almond mom. If you don't know, an almond mom is a mom who, when you say you're hungry, she says, have a handful of almonds. That's an almond mom. I didn't it's know another an word mom. for an eating disorder, essentially. She's like, but she's like one of those quirky, <laughs> funny almond moms who's like, I'm a cool mom. I love fast food. And she's like so into fast food and not into like Erewhon or whatever. Sure. But like, we'll eat a burger, Was but with take the bread off. Oh, sure. Like, we'll totally go to McDonald's. She loves like Carl's Jr. Going to Carl's Jr. and getting a tostada bowl salad and eating the salad and would like hand me the tostada bowl in the backseat. <laughs> like that's what, what um, Wait, what? Um, Was Erewhon around when you were a kid or is mm -mm. that like a newer thing? It's newer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everyone in my neighborhood is like pissed about it. I live right But Whole Foods you grew up with, right? Yeah, we grew up with Whole Foods. We never went to Whole Foods. Okay. What we were, were Trader Joe's family and Vons. Vons. Yes, Big yes, Vons yes, yes, yes. people. What's yes. everybody's local supermarket? So that we can get a gauge of where everybody is in the world. My college supermarket was Safeway, the exact Safeway, where Zendaya was spotted, according to TMZ, on FaceTime with Tom Holland at the beginning of their relationship, which wow. like confirmed things at the Safeway on College Avenue in Oakland. But not a lot of people know this, that Safeway doesn't have any service, it's a dead zone. So she couldn't have been FaceTime. Well, unless it was maybe your AT&T and Cheese Verizon. Everyone doesn't have service in this place. There's no Still? service, it's underground basically. Oh, underground is diff. You go into this Safeway. It's like the Trader Joe's into call market. Yeah. You just, you lose, you lose, you, all the calls drop. You can't send a text the entire time that you're in there. That's it. It's a dead zone. 
everyone who went to my school knows that. So ever since that, I have my, the Zendaya Tom Holland relationship for me has had a little doubt. Well, there. they just maybe weren't on FaceTime with that one thing. I think they're together. They seem like a very cute couple. I, I really like them. Mm-hmm. I'm swallowing. Sorry. Yeah, they're super cute. Um, okay. What? Um. Wait, what was I going to say? Hold on. How old were you the first time you came to New York? That was what I was going to ask. It depends. Like, as, like, a conscious person. Oh, well, yeah. If you were a baby. Like, what, did you come here as a baby once or something? Yeah, I came here when I was seven and I saw hair. Which is really That's funny. crazy. <laughs> Wait, the part you... <laughs> they let kids My into that? My first time in New York as like not a baby, I think. I came here and, and we saw, saw hair. hair. I have pictures and time. It's, the it's so brand cohesive for the first time. So brand cohesive for the first time you came to New York, you saw like a dozen dicks. <laughs> no, I literally saw my first dick the first time I came to New York. I saw probably the biggest dick I've ever seen. And the second time I came to New York as an adult, I saw the smallest one I've ever seen. Ayo, but that's a different story. I came to New York and all the pictures I have of the time I was like either seven or nine in New York are such a sign of the times. I'm wearing a fedora on every single one. <laughs> <laughs> it's this fedora What year were you seven for. in? 2008? No, I'm always a year older than the year that it is. So 2006. Oh, okay. Um, what else? I... Oh, so you were born in 98? Yeah. Cool. I took a picture in front of the Devil Wears Prada advertisement because that movie had just come out. So maybe it was like 2009-ish and I was nine. Okay, cool. I don't know. It was around there. And we saw hair. And it was real. I really enjoyed myself. I remember I loved hair. I listened to the soundtrack for months after. Nice. On my iPod Nano. Oh. Um, and then the next time I came to New York as like a conscious person, I was 19 years old. Okay, you could argue that I still wasn't an adult. I was just barely legal. Frontal lobe, still kind of soft. You're and, still technically uh, in development, came here right? to suck a little dick and then I came home. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first time Wait, you Wait, sorry, you were 19 the first time you hooked up with him? Yeah. That's so gross. Isn't that sick? He's so gross. This is the time that like some adult flew me to New York when I was in college. And I know who it is, and it's I'm like revolted. <laughs> Every time he comes up on the internet, I'm like, huh? Like, when he come up on the internet, I'm like, oh, where are they now post? Like, but like, it happens sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. It, no, it like makes me gag. Wait, it's, okay, sorry. That, speaking of things coming up on the algorithm that I don't want to see. Mm -hmm. some, did I already talk about this on the pod? How my algorithm thinks I care about basic training now. Like army videos. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm getting videos about people. Like, it's like, like, get ready with me for basic training. And I'm like, no, like, I don't want to see that. Like. <laughs> Do you think, well, I was honestly, this is how paranoid I get. I, you guys suggested the name basic training and I was like a little paranoid about like, what if this is offensive to army people? Three, two, one, be real. Wait, you still do that? <laughs> is the picture good? Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Talia just did, Talia just posted the looks we're wearing on her Instagram story and she posted a photo where she looks absolutely gorgeous and I look mid as fuck. <laughs> oh, I look good in this one though. <laughs> I just, it wasn't intentional. I thought that it was a picture that he would like genuinely. If it's a picture where I believe that my friend looks bad, I won't post it. Okay. Honestly. That's, no, and I trust you to say that and I, that's validating. But if you hate it, I'll take it down. No, it's fine. It's in step. Okay. We have, don't have a lot of the same. Like, like nobody that wants to like, well, maybe that's different the other way around. I wouldn't care about you posting a bad photo of me because who do I care about seeing me look bad? Guys I'm into. Wait. Who is a guy I'm into who follows you? Probably none. Question. Are you, do you have plans later? No. If I send you my headshot proofs, will you pick ones you like? Yeah. Yay. Um, God, one of the most, most one of the most embarrassing things to ask a person to do. And That's I did it on really a embarrassing. It's humiliating. That, listen to my demo, read my script. Ugh, oh, just like, devastating. You need devastating. real friends for that kind of thing. It's I don't want to read anybody's shit. Yeah, you're about to look at a hundred photos of me. Okay, I'll do that though. It's That's tough. fine. You have to pick six. No problem. Okay, wait. Um, you're so easy to look at. Oh. Jake is so... Like, honestly, honestly, I think if you, like, rated all the gay guys in the New York, in the tri-state area, Jake would be, like, top four. That's like, not You're true. so hot. Like, the I, like, city of New York has the hottest people in the world in it. No, it's crazy. Like, you're, like, Jake, like, trust me. You're, like, such a good-looking, like, like, you're so symmetrical. No, and your I, skin glows. And you're, like, perfectly, like, your body is, like, so good, but not, like... <laughs> 
like gross like muscle but like not you're like obviously in shape like it's just like a nicely made person like feels like god himself herself whatever you believe themselves was like sculpting you just as a treat for the gays thanks <laughs> single you yeah, me. single all of my friends are obsessed with jake okay including moi okay oh, speaking of shout out to alex brazil who also probably agrees that you're hot okay great okay Wait, all right should we do a call yeah i guess so <laughs> um here we go here we go oh i'm so excited i love the calls i always love the calls i know everyone who calls in is so fucking cool I'm just like, every time I hear your voice, I'm like, this is a person that I could get down with. Oh, 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 there's something I forgot to do. <laughs> Wait, the, the, my physical reaction to this sound. I was like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> there's something I forgot to do. What? Weeks ago, probably three episodes of recording ago or two. Remember when we were we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes because we were both going out of town? Uh-huh. I met somebody while the pre-recordings were all getting doled out. So it was a, like a month before we actually recorded again. Okay. Her name is Egypt. She happened to randomly be my friend Alexis's assistant. Okay. I met her at a party. She goes, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I'm like, oh, the one that I had with Alexis? She goes, no, the one that you have now. I'm like, oh my God. This was like, we're just getting started. That's like, so I didn't nice. even know we had listeners at this right, point. Right, totally. I just want to say I promised her a shout out and I genuinely for the past two episodes forgot. Egypt. Egypt. You're a queen. We love you. Thanks for being an early listener. You're the best. Okay. Hey guys, um, my name is Sam. Hi, I Sam. am 32 and I live in the DC area. Just wanted to say good morning and I love your podcast. I listen to you guys on the way into work, which is always like an hour and some change long commute and um, just feels like I'm hanging out with friends. So just wanted to say I appreciate you both. Um, my question is how do you know? if you're actually into someone for oh, like who they are or if you're just enjoying having someone like having someone to spend time with do fun things with go on dates with be physical with etc thank you okay first Sweet. off first off obsessed with the asl asl age sex location Oh. Like being told that information. I guess she didn't say her sex, but like name, location, and age is such helpful context for advice. Oh my God, I was like, did she say she speaks sign language? Or like she signs? Oh. Like what are you talking about? No, it used to be like back in like the early days of the internet when. I was there. We just didn't call it ASL. No, but that was that like, this is pre on Omega. Omega, we would say ASL. Oh, okay. Like, but we wouldn't have to do it in like. In like everything. chat rooms, which right, people always would talk right. about like we chat, didn't have chat rooms. rooms. I've never been in a chat room, but they were always like. If you go in one, you'll get assaulted. It was like what we were told when we were kids. Really? But I was like, I don't know where to eat. Well, it was like every episode of like Law and Order SVU was like he was in a oh, chat room. Oh, they found him in a see, chat see, room. See. But it's we like, I actually literally Omega don't know where. Was Omega like chat roulette? Exactly like chat okay, roulette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, they had video. So it'd well, be chat like, roulette had video. Penis, 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 penis. penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, penis, penis, penis. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. Um, wait, okay. So, no, but I love being given a, like the location and the age. I think that's really helpful. That would, that's. Helpful context for a lot of these questions. Mm -hmm. Anywho, I think. It's a long ass commute to work. I know, it's crazy. I had, but I get, a lot of people have that in New York just on the subway. No, but I guess it's kind of nice to like decompress, listen to a podcast. I'm honored that you chose us. I am honored that you chose us. When I first moved to New York, having a commute like broke my brain because I never had one before. It was really hard. Okay, wait, re her question though. It's an interesting question. I think that the, it's like, if you didn't enjoy the person, you would not enjoy doing all these things with them. Mm-hmm. I think the question of like, if you're looking for like, how do you know that it's like serious is like, maybe doesn't come to light until like your first fight or the first time something bad happens and one of you needs to show up for the other person. Do you know what I mean? It's like in the negative moments, how do we work out? Cause if the positive moments are going well, that's great. Mm-hmm. And if, but I, mean, I guess conversely, if you're hanging out with someone and you're like, this is fine, but I can't tell if I like them or if I just like having someone, you probably just like having someone. Do you know what I mean? That doubt is like probably indicative of something, mm-hmm. unless you're being hyper paranoid and overthinking. But like, if you're hanging out with someone enjoying your time, I think that's great. 
Right. It's more about like when things go wrong, how are you dealing with it in those moments? I think that's great. I think that's great advice. I totally agree. I don't think I have anything to add. Just watch out for the moments where it's like bad. Yeah. See how you feel. Yeah. But if you are like sitting in those moments wanting more, then that's valid too. I will say though that if you're calling into a podcast to ask, do I really like this person? You might not that much. Like you're asking us, do you like the idea of them or do you like them? If you have to call in and ask, maybe you're still on the idea. Like you're not totally sure if you like them. You don't like them that much. 100%. But that's okay. Maybe you just have to grow to like them. Like keep Right. Eating. Well, I also like, I wonder like how it is like, how it is like, it's like after how many dates should you be like, I like this person. Part of me says like first date, but then part of me says like third date. There's okay. There's a philosophy on the Jewish matchmaking show on Netflix that I don't entirely agree with, but I do think it could be helpful in these situations. It's called date him till you hate him. I think there should Ooh. be a middle ground. <laughs> this woman, tough. I don't agree with everything, but she was, she's a smart lady. She's a matchmaker. She says, if you're not sure, keep dating them. You need to keep dating them. Okay. What I don't agree with is like, I do believe that if you really don't like someone after the first date, then you don't. And she was sort of like, I don't believe in no, just like keep going and date them until you like them or whatever. Like, I believe that was the philosophy. Date them till you hate them is like, keep dating them until you have a concrete answer. Sure. But I think that like, you Does do it, have a concrete answer after like two. Like you should know yeah. generally. <laughs> and there were like times That's, when somebody was like meh about somebody on the first date and I could tell it was like, no, it was a no, but you're just saying meh. And she's that like, policy we'll seems... <laughs> That policy just seems really helpful towards her business model. Right. And it's, like, like, and it's like, it's like, no, no, keep seeing him for six more. I don't have time to find you another right, guy right, right now. Right. Like, I don't think that that is like an unbiased opinion. I completely agree. I also, on the topic of this show, I don't is know. Is it just I called just, Jewish matchmaker? Um, I think it's called Jewish matchmaking. Okay. I mean, matchmaking. I need to jog my memory because I had such strong opinions about it the first time I saw it. I haven't watched it. Anyway. I really did like how they showed a diverse like range of Jews. Like there were such Jews of like different right, um, sex. Totally. Um, sex, sect, not sex. Well, also different sexes, but sect, like that's a hard levels of religion. Is my my point? Wow, that's actually wait. That's so like doing the C into the T to the S is like really hard. Sects. It's like it's impossible. You can't do it. Jews are different sects. It it just has to be S E X is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sects. You can't, wow, why can't you, you go can't from a C to a T? Okay, this is not interesting. No, I find that shit so, like, etymology and, like, mouth muscle stuff. Okay, want to know another weird thing, then? If we're going to do this, I can't count on my hand. One, two, three, four, five. Like, I can't, okay. How do I explain? One, two, three, four, five. Right, because your, your pinky's not flexible enough. My pinky doesn't move independently. Yeah. Do you want to see what's crazy? Yeah. On my right hand and on my left hand. I can't move my pinky without moving my right Ugh, I hate that you can do that on your right. I can't move them. I can't. Yeah. I think that's normal. But on my left or my right, I can just do it. No problem. Wow. Okay. One, two, three. I can't go like this. Yeah, that's why. Okay, this is so not interesting okay. for the people anyway, in the no. car, like the one who just called in. What was <laughs> it going to say about Jewish matchmaking? Yeah, I don't like date him until you hate him. In this case, though, I think you might need to just like date them until you have a concrete answer. It's going to come as soon as something bad, like as soon as shit hits the fan and you have like a little spat, you're going to know for sure if you do keep 100%. Him. That's I think we're both so just the date same him thing. until there's a fight. Um, if you get in a fight the, with him and you're like, fuck, I really want this to work out because I really like this guy and I want us to resolve this, that's mm -hmm. an indicator. And if you're like, fuck you, this sucks, then it's like, oh, then you don't like him that much. Agree. Okay. Okay. There were some things. What was my opinion about Jewish matchmaking? I don't know. Something that kind of bugged me, I think, I need to jog my memory, I probably wrote notes down, is I did like the show for the record, but she was like, obviously, I think I think people know what they like and have like certain deal breakers that like they probably even downplay on the show to seem more agreeable and likable because it's a reality sure. show. But it's like at the end of the day, if they wrote them down, like it is a strong deal breaker. Follow it. Totally. Political party. Even like down to like, some people are like, I really don't like blondes or like, I don't like, I need a guy who will like pray this many times a day. Like they're this level of yeah, religion, yeah, totally. whatever. It's like, there are certain things that are like non-negotiables. And I just felt like this woman was asking them to compromise a lot. She was like, okay, I know that they're missing like these three of your main things, yeah. but, and it's like, honestly, you're a matchmaker. The whole point is that I can go out and find somebody who's not perfect, but you have this whole network and you're supposed to be a professional. You are supposed to be a professional at finding somebody who matches like nine out of 10 of my things. 
You shouldn't be telling me to compromise. Well, like, yes, but you should come to me with people who like are ninety percent matches. Right, but me. isn't if someone's going to a matchmaker, isn't that indicative like it's not working out in their relationship? So maybe they do need to change some things. In that case, it's like then she needs to kind of coach them through like this is not a realistic thing. You're looking for something realistic. Sure. But when it comes to like she's a special, like her specialty is <laughs> just Jewish. Just said the match. wrong word. What? I just went sore <laughs> and I meant to say sure. <laughs> and you just kept going, but I was like, I flat I said the wrong. I, <laughs> Nobody would have noticed. I felt crazy. Like, you know when you say the wrong <laughs> line, it like, feels weird in your mouth? Okay, anyway. Yeah, of course. Anyway, I just think that as a Jewish matchmaker, her, like, one thing that, for example, I don't think that she should be, like, compromising for or on is, like, when somebody says, I need somebody to be, like, this level of religious. You should, yeah, that's off like, of that, be able to be like, okay, I know five people who are single who are this level of religious, and we're choosing from them because she's a Jewish matchmaker, and she's supposed yeah, to have that's those like people so, in her little black book or whatever she has. Well, and, like, especially, like, within Judaism, like, the different levels are so different. Right. Like, what it means to be, like, Orthodox like, versus, like, Reform, like... It's a huge lifestyle change, and you can't ask anybody to, like, come down or come up to your level. Like, you kind of got to find somebody who's yeah, there. Yeah, that's kind of Or they of have wild. to be super willing to, like, change their whole life. Yeah. And I just felt like some of her things were like, okay, are you willing to compromise on this? And it's like, I'm with you because I shouldn't have to compromise. Like, I hired you to find me somebody totally. who I don't have to compromise on. Like, they should match most of these Interesting. things. Interesting. If I went to somebody and I was like, they have to be a Democrat, one of them... Excuse me, I'm burping. One of the guys who I really liked on it, who was like the fan favorite, was this guy who was like, they have to be a Democrat and they have to have like seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. Because it's just like very yeah. important to me. Like they have to get my sense of humor. I completely understand why that is like a deal breaker for somebody. Like you have yeah. to find what I find funny. And like if you can't like laugh at Larry David, like we aren't going to work out. Like we're probably not. Right. It says a lot. He was being really helpful to her. And just like the way that she kind of laughed it off, I was just like, this guy is giving you the most out of anybody that's seen you so far. Right. Like, he, it's not fucking funny. Like, he's actually serious. Like, this is a person who needs a person who matches his sense of humor. Yeah. You as a Jew should understand how important it is <laughs> if the person has seen Curb and, like, what that means. Yeah. I think that she, it was a good show, but I just was like, I don't know. I just, maybe I need to rewatch it. Maybe I'm not remembering it correctly. No, I think it, I think I agree with your takes. I mean, I, I just think that it. like some of the people that were like laughed off as like ridiculous or like the least ridiculous ones on the show. Oh, sure. Like that to me was like so not ridiculous to say like they have to like curb your enthusiasm. Right. Anyways, okay, next voicemail. Hi guys, my name is Savannah, and I'm looking for a little bit of advice. Great. Um, my best friend from high school, we've been friends for ten years. Um, has a guy best friend that I'm kind of trying to pursue. But she says he's off limits because she's he's her friend and he's not mine. Even though we've all hung out multiple times over the course of years, um, she's made it very clear she feels uncomfortable with it. I've asked her if she likes him. She says she doesn't. But he's planning a date for us this Saturday. Do oh. I go? Do we tell her? Um, she hasn't really given me a valid reason other than that she's uncomfortable. So please let me know. Help me. Bye. She likes him. This is messy. But there's nothing this is so fucking messy. If she's not going to articulate that to you, then there's nothing that you can do. This is messy as fuck. You already have him planning the date? That is a little messy. You call us now? <laughs> he has a reservation? But what would we have told her? I would have said still go on the date. Like, still date him. Wait, really? Yes. Okay, something I don't like is, like, the rule of exes and friends... I think that some people are so insane about like, oh, that's my high school boyfriend. And they're like 30. And it's like, you can't date him. And it's like, how do you think people meet in life? We have mutual friends. Everyone has a mutual history. Sometimes you're going to date a guy that your friend dated in middle school. And it's like, get the fuck over it. Like, maybe we work better than you guys did. Like, yeah, sometimes it's like, honestly, I believe in like girl code also, when it when comes it, to like this guy deeply hurt me and he's a bad person. But like, well, that's different. Just saying like, he's my friend. You can't date him. Like. I'm going to need a reason. Well, I, I do think, like, <laughs> like it, it's sort of like if, like, like, if I was dating a guy and then that guy got really upset that his friend was dating his ex, I'd be like, why do you fucking care? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm right here. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's indicative that you're not happy with your own situation. I agree. I just think that this person is, like, pulling a weird card. Maybe she's either she likes him Best friends or she's possessive over, like, best guy friend, like, I don't know. Like I get one of my best okay. friend is a guy and I get bummed out whenever he has a new girlfriend because like he forgets about me for three weeks. But then it's like I just leave. I live with it. Have you guys ever hooked up? No, never. Okay. 
Wait, oh my God, okay. I would never think of it. Okay, here's my thing is I th my only real advice there is I think if you're gonna go on the date, tell her before you go. It's gonna be, it yeah, would feel worse to find, like, find out. find out as a secret. Find out that you guys did something and hid it from her because that would make me feel small and stupid. Right. To be like, you guys like hid this from me because like of X, Y, Z reasons. Even though I've given you those reasons. It's like, treat me like an adult and be like, hey, I really like, let's call him Todd. Um, like, I really like Todd. He like, he has asked to take me on a date. I am interested. I understand that you're not comfortable with it, but like, I would like appreciate you. Like, uncomfortability is not a reason for me to not pursue right. this like potential relationship. It's not. It's not. Like, I think a little discomfort in life is okay. If you can right. give me really solid, concrete reasons why it's a huge issue for you, I'm open to discussing those. One of them being, I have a huge crush on him and it would kill me if my best friend dated him. To me, that's like a valid reason. Then fine. You can't date your best friend's crush. It's okay. But like, I'm uncomfortable and nothing else. I'm going to need something else. What? Because then I'm See, uncomfortable. See, I don't even know that anything. I agree. Like, it's kind of like, that's a little cut. Maybe I'm being too cutthroat. If my best friend was like, I'm into this person and they weren't into them back, it's like, move on. You can't like, you can't. That's what I was saying before about like the dibs some, sometimes is like uncalled for an unfair calling of dibs is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But like, but I do, I do know believe so many that like girl code comes first. So like what you need to do yeah. is give it a year. Say like, okay, I won't date him for a year. And if he comes around to you, fine. But if he doesn't, yeah. then I'm allowed to date him. Like, you know what I mean? Totally. I think there's a difference also between like having like hooking up with your friends like crush is shitty because it's also just like a hookup. It's like, did you need to get off that bad? Whereas like if there's like dating and romance and feelings, that's a little more complicated. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay, Savannah, here's what you should do. You got to be like the adult and kind of make her feel bad for being so childish. You need to really like put her in her place and make her feel like a baby for making a whole stink about this. If you and this guy act like the bigger people who are being adults, she'll automatically feel like a little six year old and just go with it because she's going to be so embarrassed of the whole stink that she's making. Obviously, don't involve the guy, but you're going to tell him tell her before the date. It's going to be too late by the time this comes out, but I can't wait to hear what happened. But this is ideally what you should do. I really <laughs> hope you, you talked to her already. you already done this. You sit her down and you say, listen, plead with her from a point of like, you're going to be mature but vulnerable. And you're gonna say, I really like this guy. I think this could be really good for me. I'm devastated that you're trying to stop me from doing this. If you give me a good reason, I won't. Tell me you have, you're yeah. in love with him. Tell me, uncomfortable could mean a lot of things. Uncomfortable could mean he, God forbid, did something really fucked up he assaulted me and nobody knows and now he's trying to date you and i'm uncomfortable it's like you gotta tell me if you're my friend tell me why you right, don't want me uncomfortable to date is this interesting word that like in certain contexts has like a lot of power right and in other contexts is like not that big like of a, a deal. weird umbrella it's like the word problematic it's like what does this mean you yeah. have to be specific right because it's like not everything's perfect all the time and it's like everything is somewhat problematic i need specificity yeah and it's yes 100 percent. and it's like if you're expecting us to like cater our our entire personal lives to you being comfortable at all times like and That's there's a difference a between like uncomfortability and uns and not safe like are you safe right. or like you know what i mean or are you just uncomfortable right because like, being uncomfortable in, in a lot of situations is like a good thing you know yeah this diet coke's giving me a little heartburn sorry yeah um it's really hard that you haven't finished your diet coke and i have because i'm so jealous do you want it no don't sacrifice your comfortability for mine <laughs> You gotta make her feel a little stupid. You gotta be in there but as do the adult. That by, but don't do that in a degrading way. Do that by coming with a lot of maturity and being yes, like, and you empathy. need to tell me, like, I need you to like give me a reason or we need to talk about how we're gonna move forward with this. Cause like, right. I already went on a date with him on Saturday, it sounds like. Right, cause what she's doing is acting like a baby and she's hiding something from you. Yeah. Tell her it's just as bad. If she thinks you're being a bad friend by going on the date, it's, a, it's bad of her as a friend to hide why she thinks you shouldn't date him. Right, and if her argument is like, I don't want it to be uncomfortable if like you guys date and then it goes badly, it's like, well then you need she needs to give you the grace of like, well maybe it won't go badly. Or you maybe what she's looking for is reassurance that like, I think it's a very legitimate fear that if it's like a threesome friend group as it sounds then like, get boxed out. that she's gonna get boxed out. No, totally. She's probably saying that, that might be a huge thing. You gotta like reassure her that that's not gonna happen and then keep your word on it. Like you gotta like 
involve her actively in talking about the dates and make her a part of this thing and then soon after you're going to double date and whatever like that's probably what she's expressing is like I don't want my friends to be in a relationship and then for me to be left out so you have to say that she won't and then show her that she won't totally but her just saying she's uncomfortable is not fair I empathize with her I really do but she's got to tell you the truth or you have to assume that she's just afraid of exclusion and include her but um, you can tell her, like, hey, I'll tell you everything about these dates. I'll even invite you on some of the dates. Like, you'll come with us to the movies, whatever. You can send you the sex tapes. Yeah, you can <laughs> totally watch as fuck. But you need to, like, chill yeah. out. Like, it's just, it's just, life is hard. Life is uncomfortable. This is one 100%. of those things that sucks. And, like, she's going to have to get used to it. Make her feel kind of stupid for not just, like, going with it. She's going to have to wise up to it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, like, it. Life is uncomfortable. Like, sometimes the answer is, like, yeah, one person's going to be unhappy. Sucks. Sorry. Hey guys, I love the pod. Thank you. So basically, um, today I was at the gym and this dude was staring at me for about 20 minutes. Um, I'm a senior. When we were sophomores in college, we had like a brief talking stage for like two weeks. Nothing significant. He's also friend, like good friends with the dude I got kicked out of, um, their frat for being like a campus predator towards women. Anyways, when he was staring at me, I just tried to act unbothered and try not to acknowledge it because I didn't want to say go up and say something to him that would be below the belt because the thoughts in my head were not very nice. Um, I thought to myself, he needs to stop looking at me and focus on his trespasses because his deep thoughts need to go to an A cup. <laughs> He's biasing me for it, so I really don't feel about thinking that. But I know it's like not you can't say that to someone that's like definitely a head thought. And I'm not scared of confrontation. I'm not scared of him. I really think I need to say something next time it happens because I'm feeling it's going to continue to happen. So I was just wondering if you guys had any witty things to say to him that will keep him up at night and make him look like a creep and embarrassing him for staring at me for 20 minutes. I also know like was not in my head since when he walked away, he broke his neck looking back at me. So, yeah, sorry if I was a mess. But love you guys. Thanks in advance. First thought in my head is, like, all these sassy little responses. Take a picture to last longer. Uh, that would be so fun. But what if he, like, murders you? Like, if you embarrass him. I'm just sort of, like, I'm don't. I'm scared of him. I'm already, like, just don't spend that much energy on this fucker. It's just, like, these guys are creepy. You said he, you said yourself he's friends with the guy that you got kicked out of a frat for being a predator. A predator. This isn't a guy that's, like, a person you want to be on a joking terms with. This isn't a guy that you need to, like, impress with your wittiness or to make feel bad because he's <laughs> yeah. creeping you out. Like, this is a guy that you should pretend doesn't exist and, like, let's let fade away. There is nothing more insulting to a man than to feel ignored. It is yeah. literally tantamount to, like, them murdering us. Yeah, I mean, I truly don't want, like, ignored. I don't feel comfortable. Like, I genuinely don't give, feel comfortable, like, giving a senior in high, like, a woman who's a senior in high school, like, any advice on confronting a man who's, like, potentially a predator. Because, mm -hmm. like, that feels like sending someone into, like, the wolves. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I'm, like, I can't not, comfortably tell you to, like, like I'm not, embarrass yeah, like, him. Because he I could might write, I could write a dozen lot. jokes for you go say to him. But, like, if he hits you after, I'll never forgive myself. Exactly. And it's, like, that sucks. But that is, like, the reality of the world. That is the reality like, of the world. Like, I am constantly getting mind. Like, it is so embarrassing to be a man. Like, and, like, realize, like, as a gay man, I, like, think I have a lot more empathy and understanding for the experience of women than, like, most straight men. Sure. But even still, like, the times where I'm reminded that I still, like, there are things that don't even occur to me. Like, right. one of my favorite people on TikTok. Do you know Mecca? Mecca Valley? I need to see if I remember the face. She's the one of my favorite people. I, she was, I had her on my old podcast. She's literally, like, a joy. Hold on. I'm going to show you. You'll know her in a second. She's really one of my favorite people. This gorgeous and perfect woman. She's never come up for me. Oh, you need to be her. following her. I'm obsessed with her. Really? But she made a video the other day about how she, like, if a man asks for her number, mm -hmm. she always gives it to him. No matter if she has a boyfriend, oh, yeah, if she's yeah, yeah. seeing someone. And I was like, and then I was like, oh, that's obvious. Like, but like, that's never occurred to me. Did you see that that woman who got hit with a brick? On okay, Twitter I think that's week? what she was saying in response to it. I did not want to go look for a video of a woman getting hit with a brick. Like, that's there not was, a thing. I didn't I, see the video of it happening. I saw the video of her injured in the hospital after. It's ugh. a very big discussion, but... Why is it a discussion? Like... I know, it's... it's. I'm saying it's a big discussion <laughs> because 
people on Twitter made it a huge discussion. Like, it became a discussion does she deserve of it blackness. for not? It became a discussion of womanhood. It became a discussion of all these different things. It's like the the bottom line is obviously it's not a discussion. You shouldn't be able to hit a woman with a brick when she rejects you. Period. But you shouldn't I be able to hit a woman with a brick. Period. Period. <laughs> um, but I Bro. can't th- for this reason. I, I call me like a little too cautious. Whatever. Maybe we're prudes now because of like what we've seen on the internet from being creators of like talking about being gay, talking about being female. I've seen the sickest that the internet has to offer in terms of men. And I just can't listen to this voicemail without the first thought in my head being she wants to humiliate him. Fine. He's going to find her in the parking lot after. Like I that. Right. This is like so not a fun conversation, but it's like true. I don't want to instill fear in you. I'm just telling you that like I can't comfortably tell you to like make this man feel small. Do you know what like. Because he already does. He does because you're not talking to him. He's staring at you not because he's like interested he's staring because it's an intimidation tactic he hates you like he's he's trying to intimidate you he's trying to make you feel and i'm sorry that's happening to you that fucking sucks it sucks but you shouldn't do anything and it it reminds me of this tweet that i I saw about the barbie movie which was one of the things i saw the barbie movie obviously i don't want to like talk in detail about it because of the strikes but this tweet that really resonated was like um in the barbie movie they tried to make the barbie world the like parallel of the alternate universe of reality where it's the opposite and women act like men towards whatever. In the real world, in reality, men go around hitting and beating and killing and raping women for no reason. In Barbie world, women just ignore men. We just don't really like, we're nice to them, but we don't really care about them. And we don't like go out of our way to make them feel good. In that world, like being ignored is tantamount to murder for men. Like yeah. that's how it makes them feel. Well, He's it's like so that classic angry. quote, like it's that classic quote, like a woman's worst, like a man's worst fear is being laughed at by a woman and a woman's worst fear is being, being murdered, murdered by. Yeah, yeah. And laughed at the worst fear for men, that also encapsulates like being made to feel small, being made to feel insignificant, being made to feel I don't know, just being ignored. Like it's like really, really hurtful for them and it hits them in a place where it's like an act of violence toward a lot of them. And like, like in my mind, you know what I, my actual advice for this person is, is like, get a workout buddy. Work out I with like a honestly friend. think you should switch to him. It's like, I'm so sorry. I know that might not be an option. I just like what you said about him not staring because he's interested is spot on. He's not looking at you because he wants to fuck you. Although I'm sure he does. He's looking at you because he's upset and he's trying to intimidate you and make you feel uncomfortable. He wants you right, to come up to like him. I don't want to make you spiral with this call, but it is just like so real and I hate it so He much. wants you to come up to him and start a conversation with him. He wants to get under your skin and he wants to have power over you. I'm not saying he's going to hurt you. That's not at all what I'm saying. It's just like I can't confidently tell you. Like, make I think get a smaller. workout buddy. Start working out with a friend. Bring it, make it a guy friend, whatever. Like, if that'll make you feel better, you the best thing you can do to piss this guy off while still keeping yourself safe, assuming you can't just leave, is literally never address the fact that he's doing this. Like, never look yeah. his direction, never say anything. If he comes up to you, you walk away. Like, that's the only thing that you can do. And trust me, it feels boring, but that's the most offensive thing you could ever do to him. I'm a little nervous for you. I'm not, I don't want to make you scared at all. I just think like, I don't like that he's staring at you like that. He's trying to get you to, to think about this. You shouldn't. Like, I wish we lived in a fun world where you could write, like go up and say something sassy and fun, but it's like. It's not the movie. It's like, and it sucks. <sighs> it sucks. I would love to tell you like a funny thing to say, but I'm like afraid of you provoking him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Ugh, yeah, sorry, that sucks. No, call. it's not a fun call, but it's like that is just like the truth of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like it just freaks me out. We're we're overreacting for sure, but like I would rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, no, I just it's like it, it, yeah. What is like the quippiest thing you've ever said to someone who was like nasty to you? Um, fuck, what was I thinking? Uh I thought about it the other day. What did I even say? You say yours and I'll think about it. Well, I haven't ever like been, f- like, fortunately, like in in dating, I haven't really had to ever do that. I don't think. Like, I don't feel like I've ever been like 
scorned by a lover. Knock on wood. Uh, well, well, the first time we ever met when I was on your podcast, we said the meanest things we ever said to someone. Right, that was when I said, so that was like something I said to someone in high school. That was like the meanest thing I think I've ever said to that guy. Oh, that was mean, what you said. That was like terribly mean. But he um, deserved it. It's the same guy we were talking about earlier. He deserved like jail time. Like he's so <laughs> lucky he got off so, um, you know what? I'm not even gonna say it. <sighs> what did I say to him that was so mean? Fuck, what was it? Um, like, like all that's left for you to teach me is how to fail. Ah, can you believe guys that I told that to a person to their face? <laughs> I was literally like, there's nothing left for you to tell me. You're just going to teach me how to fail. Cause that's all you know how to do. Yeah. Oh, like it's so hard. Okay. I talked about this in my old podcast, but I, there was, I was in this, I had Spanish class with this group of overachievers who would really frustrate me because they would always do like double the assignment and then they would get A's and I would get a B. And I just was really frustrated because I was like, you guys think you're like, I'll go on this. We can go on this rant if we want to go on this rant. I fucking overachievers drive me nuts because like you actually, you think you're like, like, especially like in high school and stuff, it's like you guys think you're like contributing to like, or you think you're like, working hard for yourself and like making yourself better. And like to an extent, I understand that argument, but like in reality, like you're kind of scabs and you're fucking up labor for everyone else. Like you, like you coming into school and being like, sorry, I know the assignment was to write like a paragraph on like what you did last night in Spanish, but I wrote three pages instead is like, okay, well now everyone who just did the assignment and then lived the rest of their life now looks bad because right. you, and now you get an A and we all get A minuses or B pluses. But part of the problem is a teacher who can't recognize that. Right, but as the laborer, it's part of your responsibility to unionize and not give them more than they do. So it's Amen. like, so it's like, that's like the whole, like, like we were like the whole culture that like we're breaking down now of like not having to stay in the office until like 12. It's like, if everyone refused to do that, you know, and obviously privilege and stuff comes into play, like hugely right. with this, like being privileged enough to be in a space. But it's like, if everyone refused to like do these things and like these girls, like maybe their parents were being hard on them about getting good grades, but it's like, you don't have to do the level of extra credit you do. You like this way that you are like building your entire life to like make sure that you get a perfect report card mm -hmm. is enabling teachers. Like, I don't know. I also think, I think I've gone on this ramp before, but it's like, I think that like, at least when I was in high school, there was like this obsession with like, you should have so much homework, it's crazy. Right. Like they told us in high school, and I went to a public high school in Vermont. Like I didn't go to a fancy high school. They were telling us we should be doing an hour of homework a night per class. I was like, that's six hours of homework? I'm here for eight hours a day. What are you doing? Right. Like, what are you not, like, you know, what I mean? it's crazy. What are you not teaching me is the question. Like, what, yeah, like, like why, what are you doing I, with the time when you're teaching me? You shouldn't have I to have I think homework is homework. like, the amount of homework is crazy. And it's like, in high school, I had a job. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, and extracurriculars and also like a social life, which you right. should have. And right. that was, so the, to go back to the meanest thing I said was this girl, I like freaked out in Spanish class one day because she did, she had done like triple what the assignment was. And right. I was like, I was like, there we go again. Now, like, f messing up the curb for everyone else. And she was like, I'm sorry that I really just care about doing well. And I was like, have you ever thought about the fact that when you look back on high school, when we look back on high school, I will have friends and memories of my life and you will have a report card. Sorry. <laughs> but it's like, that's what it, the, that's the truth of an overachiever. The funniest part of the story is the girl behind you who goes, Jake. Jake. <laughs> Well, but because the, she knew what you'd done. Well, because it's like these people, it's like, it's like you are living your entire life to, it's like how I go back. It's like, it happens in the corporate world too, I think, or it happens in, in a lot of worlds where it's like, you live your entire life to get them these like rewards back. You know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like to get the report card back that has all the perfect A's on it or to get the like performance review. So you get a bonus at the end of the year and then you can like buy a Chanel bag or buy a sports car or like whatever. It's like, this is your life is essentially just going to Dave and Buster's and winning tickets. Like that's <laughs> what you've made your whole life into <laughs> is like doing all this shit for someone else and then getting a prize at the end. And it's like, I you know. can just like live your life. It's so wild to me. And I also, I understand that like, if you have like, if you want, if you want to have a family, if you want to have X, Y, Z, like you need to like make enough money to do those things. But I do think there's, there has to be some sort of happy me medium or should we should be fighting for some sort of happy medium. Right. You know? Agree. But it's like, if you think, if you're filling your life with purpose by doing a bunch of extra credit work for like a teacher or a boss, like all you're doing is stroking their ego. Right. 
I was always anti like stroking the teacher's ego and especially if they were like a shitty teacher I could always tell who was trying to just like it really it was very hard for me to like kiss the ass of a teacher that I personally wasn't impressed with but I knew that they were just banking on like right but a cool teacher also didn't need to have their ass kissed exactly they were just like you vibe with them because they were like good yes a hundred percent and the ones who were my favorites never needed it but they were also the ones who always had like adjunct professor uh roles at colleges on the off days and like they were really impressive 100 percent. another thing on this sort of topic that i'd like to address is millennials who fall into the category you know the kind of former gifted kids okay oh my god you gotta get over it like and this is coming from someone who was gifted and talented in a public school okay (laughs) this has been basic training (laughs) no i didn't Oh, make a point then. The point is that the gifted and talented people on the internet who are always tweeting like, ugh, my life is hard and my life is shit and I have no work ethic now because I was a gifted and talented kid in middle school or elementary school and then it fucked me up for life. The gifted and talented syndrome. You have to move on, man. (laughs) You have to. You're 36. You gotta get over it. Things need to have happened in your life since then. You can't be blaming everything on your life on this gifted and talented situation. Yeah. Move on. Well, I think it's like, this is a huge topic to bring up right as we're ending, but it's like, I think sometimes people don't understand, like in therapy, if you get like, like if like a therapist like labels for you, like something that happened in your life or a reason why you are struggling with something, I don't know that the response to that is like, take that on as a new identity as much as it should be like, use that as as a tool to work through it and get over it. But then it's like, it's like, it's so interesting that the response for a lot of people is like, I'm going to make a TikTok ca- account about this. Like, right. And it's like, it's Former like, that's, I, it's like I don't think this is going to help you get better. Right. You know, you're absolutely right. Something to think about. Um, if you have, a, if you have questions or if you have comments on anything we talked about, I feel we had a lot of like, I think we really filled this last 10 minutes with a lot of like controversial so discourse. Much controversial. Yeah, we might um, take some cuts. You can call us at 929-269-4960. If that number's wrong, we'll edit it in later. I'm almost positive it's right. Um, this has been basic training. Thank you so much for listening. Rate and review and share and do all the things so we get so we can keep growing and getting more calls and loving you all. Okay, mwah, mwah, bye. Bye.